0: Andrew, uh, tape's running right now. I know that you teased some of these changes when I chatted with you on the show on Friday. I uh, didn't think it would solve the entire problem, not entirely what you would like, but still some good stuff in here. Uh, so uh, what do you like and what don't you like about the changes in the speculation tax?
1: Yeah, so so we, we, we felt it was important that we actually not punish British Columbians and that we actually deal with this, uh, some of the unforeseen consequences. Spent a lot of time um, listening to British Columbians and bringing those issues directly forward to the government uh, to ensure that they're listened to. So, by and large, most British Columbians will 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 be uh, okay, and the you know regions are being exempted. Key ones like you know Gulf Islands, uh places like Cultus Lake, tourist destination investments where people uh, have cabins, etc. Uh, but but what we're hoping to see, of course, is that this is just one measure. We're, we're looking for a more, much more bold action. You know, we've been calling for a flipping tax. We know that there's people who are buying properties and flipping them out on a relatively rapid timescale. Uh, uh, and we should be closing the... Uh, bear trust loophole which is allowing people to avoid paying property transfer tax on residential property sales and of course you know what we've been calling for all along is and New you style out down on offshore on purchases of our of our real estate in particular farmland which is uh, uh being speculated in so so while this is a a, a a first step in that direction there's so much more we need to do because this is not going to deal with the crisis that's ongoing particularly in our urban centers
0: All right. Uh, Andrew, uh, they're obviously focused in on, as I understand it, according to Carol James, urban areas where there's a housing affordability challenge, where there's a lack of housing. Uh, Whistler fits that to a T, but yet no tax there. Any ideas why? Uh,
1: The problem with, Whistler's an interesting example. Uh, There is, it is very clearly a a, a problem. The problem with Whistler too, though, is that it is a, a tourist destination, and so one of the one of the things reasons why uh, tourist destinations were excluded was that it could hurt local economies. A lot of the properties in Whistler are owned by. People who may rent them out uh, through rental pools during the ski season or summer season may use them themselves, There's some timeshares in there. Uh, it is it, it is why we need to, you know, we need much more than just a speculation tax. So Whistler is one, but there's many other tourist areas too, like Cultus Lake, like Parksville, uh, uh, like the Gulf Islands that have also been excluded because this was not meant to hurt local economies. It was meant to. Uh, deal with um, some of the vacant properties that are being left left there, and but even so, you know it's not a policy measure we would have brought forward. What we were trying to do is get to the heart of the crux of the matter, which is the uh, speculation on housing market through the dumping of offshore money into uh, BC real estate.
0: All right, uh, is this going to is this going to? I mean, you you've hinted around there. This is not going to really solve the whole problem. So uh, I know the province is interested in banning foreign buyers. I talked to Carol James about five minutes. Well, she ago. is
1: now interested in that.
0: Oh, is she, really?
1: Well, did you say she was interested or she's not interested?
0: She's not interested, I thought.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you said she was.
0: No, no, well, no, no. Again,
1: <laughs> you know, we keep coming back to the question, what is the problem that you're trying to solve? Um, and, and, and if you're trying to solve uh, out-of-control speculation in a housing market, you've got to deal with the source of that problem. The source of that problem is, of course, people avoiding paying property transfer tax, uh, and and speculating through things like putting properties in trusts and flip, flipping them left, right, and center. It's also recognizing that there are people who are trying to find a safe Asian haven to park their capital in tumultuous economic times around the world, and, and, and so we need to get a handle on these problems Simply to pretend it doesn't exist is not going to solve it. So I'm going to continue working to ensure she um, hears from British Columbians who support it, overwhelmingly from the feedback we've got, as well as from my caucus members.
0: All right. Uh, There's been a concern, uh, and it's sort of how to kind of make the story local for us in Kamloops, where we're exempt. But there's been a concern: communities like Kamloops, uh, maybe your Penticton's uh, areas like that, where the speculation tax does not apply, sort of opens us up to uh, foreign buyers for spec. Uh, where they can come in and go nuts without having to worry about dealing with the speculation taxes. Is is that a concern?
1: It is a concern. I mean we've criticized them for taking this whack-a-mole response to the issue. The issue needs broad-scale public policy changes that apply everywhere across the province. The whack-a-mole response we're doing is is dealing with uh, you know the urban areas of Nanaimo, Victoria, uh, uh, Kelowna, West Kelowna and uh, Vancouver but uh, Greater Vancouver but it is still not getting to the fundamentals which is Curbing speculation from offshore money coming in. I would be worried if I were Penticton or Cambridge because, or or Cowichan Valley, for example, Duncan here on the island, in between Nanaimo and Victoria. You know, it's it doesn't really make much sense to have massive foreign buyers taxes and, and and speculation taxes in Nanaimo and Victoria, and then Duncan, which is halfway between the two, has nothing. All that's going to happen is the speculation will go into that area. Again, coming back to it, it's so why we need to deal with the problem at source, the problem being um, the offshore infl- inflow of offshore money, uh, parking it in our real estate and our land, agricultural land as an investment for speculative purposes. All Again, right. government has taken some baby steps in this direction with this, um, their measure, but it's, it's, you know, it's much better than it was, but it's still not dealing with the fundamental problem.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Just to go on a bit of a tangent from what you brought up previously on the, uh, I know the ALR is being reviewed uh, by the Agriculture Ministry. Uh, There has been some overflow of speculation in agricultural land, probably more in the Metro Vancouver area. Uh, What do we do about that? Because there's been a steady leaching of agricultural, good agricultural land in Metro Vancouver to housing projects for decades. Well,
1: it's, I mean, again, I've been the private members bill twice to restrict foreign uh, offshore ownership of agricultural land in B.C. Uh, We know that Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, PEI, Quebec, other jurisdictions have done it. It it needs to be dealt with sooner than later. Uh, There's many things the province could do. They could put limits on the size of buildings on agricultural land. They could put limits on ownership of agricultural land. They need to protect it. And again, at some point, British Columbians want policy to be made instead of studying what can and should be done. We a lot of a lot of these things. We know what the problems are. We know what the solutions are. What British Fund wants is them to be implemented in a timely fashion.
0: Yeah. Is this is this just a food security issue, Andrew? or Is it going to be on the? You no. Know, it's much.
1: More, well, food security is one aspect of it, but it's you know any jurisdiction that cedes its, its right to produce what it wants on the land by the people who live here is is in trouble. And it, you know, we had some delegation visit us at the last UBCM meeting from northern BC where they were profoundly troubled by the fact that tens of thousands of acres of, of, uh, of ranch land were purchased up by an offshore corporation with the sole purpose of producing hay to be shipped offshore, which created problems uh, locally with, in terms of uh, hay prices as well as access to land. So it is a, a great problem if we're not going to... Uh, Uh, recognize that BC land, uh, food producing land is actually important to retain so that we can actually produce food, particularly uh, with climate change and the fact that California is uh, having some issues with uh, water availability and fires these days.
0: All right. Uh, Last question. Does this require perhaps just locking down ALR land, saying, "Okay, this is agricultural land, that's it, no more exemptions?
1: It, it, I mean, not all agricultural land is created equal, but what, what is important is that uh, there be the agricultural land that's critical for food security in this province be protected, and, and so in a timely fashion, and that's what we're looking for. And, 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 and we should simply, again, we have to recognize that British Columbia is not for sale. We have to look out for Canadians, we have to look out for British Columbians and the future of our, our province, and that requires us to protect it now.
0: Perfect. Anything else cooking? No, that's great. Okay, always appreciate it. Thank you, man.